0: Welcome to Diana Perkovic's Monday Moment in five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Girl Mafia podcast, Monday Moment in five. I'm your host, Diana Perkovic, and I am truly excited about our next guest because if you are a mother, if you are a working woman, If you are a woman with dreams and aspirations, then today's podcast is definitely for you. I look at our guest and I just think, wow, this really is the American dream. Sacrifice, dedication, hard work through tremendous adversity by any measure, by any metric, all eventually paying off. And she will absolutely inspire you, which, as you know, is my ultimate goal with Good Girl Mafia. I've been patiently waiting to bring you this interview. I was saying to Brittany, you know, we were introduced midway through the Good Girl Mafia book series, and to be completely honest with you, I wanted to interrupt the book series and just squeeze her in. And I think you'll agree that she's she's just totally relatable while at the same time she's aspirational. She's super energetic, which you'll find she has to be. You will see why. Brittany Sanchez is the president and co-founder of at Patriot Exhibit Services. Brittany and her co-founder, which is also her husband, Steve Sanchez, built the business from the ground up over the past decade. She did all of this while simultaneously raising a family. Patriot has become a household name in the exhibition space as a leading provider of custom exhibit services and their just amazing customer service for the past decade and they they dominate not only the Vegas market but also around the entire country companies such as Steve Madden Telos, Art of Beauty Zoya Polish they rely on Britney to see through complete event fulfillment from pre and on-site coordination logistics design consultation which we'll ask her about it's got to be so cool management and strategy so she uses her background in corporate event management And then she and her team are now spearheading the expansion of Patriot Exhibit Services. Her goals are to continue to grow the company at a pace that allows them to continue to provide amazing services and experiences for her clients and her customers. But Brittany was raised in Southern Nevada, and when she isn't working, she spends her time with her husband and her four children. Yes, I said four children. And First of all, real talk, Brittany. How do you even find the time?
0: Um, that's a tricky one. I don't really know. I just find it.
1: <laughs> well, welcome to the really podcast. No, you don't always have it. You gotta make it, right? Yeah, we'll we'll talk definitely. a lot about that. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on because your story really does read kind of like to me as the American
0: dream. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's kind of funny to listen to it or hear somebody else talk about it, um, but pretty proud of where
1: we're at. I'm glad. And, and we, we really need to set the scene for everyone because it's the way that this story unfolds that is just so, uh, you just shake your head and you're like, really? Did that really happen? So in 2011 and in August, mm-hmm. your husband, Steve, opened Patriot. And then a month later, he asked you to come and run the company with him. And Mm -hmm. you guys had literally a laptop and a desk. Yep. And then in November of 2011, you both got your first 900-square-foot warehouse. And then you found out that you were expecting your first child together. And that was a year later. And then a few months after you found out you were expecting your first child, you and your husband made the financial decision. Okay, now are, is everybody sitting down? You need to hear this. This you, is
0: the first time anybody will hear hear this, other than our close friends and family.
1: Oh, <laughs> I am I'm very honored and proud to share this with everyone. This is really a drumroll moment. So you you guys, a few months after you found out you're expecting, you make the financial decision to buy a trailer. Mm-hmm. And then you move into your warehouse yeah. and you set up the business in this warehouse while growing your family. Yep. And then in July of the next year, your, your son Kane was born and then <laughs> you moved into an 1800 square foot warehouse. And then in February of 2014, you found out you're pregnant with your daughter and then you guys married and then Quinn was born. And then the next year, in November of 2015, you and your husband were in a very serious car accident with a Greyhound bus. We'll talk more about that, too. And then in the beginning of the next year, you guys moved into a 2,700-square-foot building with offices. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, you acquired two more units in the same parking lot as well as an office space in the front of the unit. And then in October of 2016 your husband underwent a level four neck fusion surgery because of the accident that happened with the Greyhound bus. And then a month later, you all found out that you were expecting again. And then Cruz was born the next year. And then fast forward to 2019, Patriot built a beautiful brand new office space and you moved in officially into this 33,000 square foot space So you started off making this financial decision to buy a trailer to move into this trailer while you're expecting and you have a newborn. And then all these years later, which really isn't that many years, you have a 30,000 square foot space. And this is quite a story. And Brittany, I have to ask you, how do you feel about it now? This is the first time it's being talked about publicly you're looking back, hindsight is twenty-twenty. How do you feel about it now that, that you're hearing this, you know, coming out of someone else's mouth for a change?
0: Um, it makes me laugh because I think years back when we were having conversations about making this decision um, and, you know, talking about how this would be a story one day for us. Um, and at the time, you know, we lived it day to day. It was the good, the bad, the ugly, um, but we were prepared to do it together. Um, and you know, when I tell the story, I look back on those times and I think, wow, we were really living then without really knowing, knowing it. Um, and so I think that that was a good way to describe it is we were really just living, you know, we were putting our heads down and, really focusing on what our goals were um and it didn't it, it helped that i was you know head over heels in love with steve and you know was willing to do what it took to get us you know where we are today
1: and and to the, to your point you know love makes us do crazy things but in this case it was really you know it worked out really well and it was you know nose to the grindstone we have a trajectory we have a focus and i think of all the stories you hear about love made me do crazy things this one this is really a good crazy i think crazy. right but but a good crazy but i want you as a woman okay this is like real talk girl talk right now i want to go back to the very moment when your then boyfriend Suggests uh-huh. you buy a trailer and move into a warehouse. Like what was your initial reaction and how did you find the faith to say, okay, I'm actually literally going to move into a trailer in a warehouse? Like take me back to that moment.
0: I mean, my first reaction was, You're insane. There's no there's no way we're gonna be able to make this work, you know? How are we how do we even do that? You know, you're talking to somebody who did old school camping with my parents. I I don't even know anything about trailers, let alone minimizing our whole entire life to move into, um, trailer. Um, and I, you know, we just talked about it. We knew it was only going to be temporary. Um, and I really trusted Steve. Um, and I knew that, you know, we were pregnant with our first child. It was temporary. Um, we pretty much stayed in this space that we were in till right before, I think it ended up being about a week before Kane was born, we moved into our home and that was our goal. Um, and I just wholeheartedly today was willing to make the sacrifice to make make it work. And worst case scenario, we had each other and you know, we figured it out. What was
1: it like being pregnant? Like explain the logistics. <laughs> Of of being pregnant and like living in a trailer in a warehouse. So describe a typical day. Like you wake up, you're in it and correct me if I'm wrong, like you stop right. me at any time, because I'm trying to imagine this. Right. So, babe, let's move into um a trailer and we're gonna go into a warehouse. Okay, fine. You you agree. So now nine months pregnant, eight, eight months pregnant. Like I'm I'm imagining, okay, so you wake up in the morning. And then mm-hmm. what? Do you open the garage door to this warehouse and then you back up the trailer? Like, I, I, walk me through a, t-
0: a day, I mean. So a day in our life, in our little trailer, pregnant in our warehouse, um, basically consisted of, I, I was pregnant during the summer months because my son was born in July. Um, and so I definitely was staying my butt in that trailer and I was working from my laptop um and we figured out a way for the cable guy to make sure that we had cable to the trailer um so we were able to watch tv which was a luxury pretty much um in that situation um but the trailer stayed put for you know one week at a time um and then we had to go and dump you know dump it um weekly and get fresh water and things like that but um yeah, I I slept on the inside. He slept on the outside. And when I had to get up in the middle of the night to go potty, I had to, you know, maneuver myself and my belly over him <laughs> to go to the restroom. Um, but you know, he did a really good job at making it not feel like we were in, you know, a dire situation. Right. Um, he made sure to make you know make sure that I was well taken care of and. You know, I would go on little spa visits here and there, Um, but you know the ultimate goal. I know it was really cute. I love it. That's my first Mother's Day. I had a really, you know, nice Mother's Day. We stayed in a suite and I went to the spa, and you know, it was it was temporary, and so he made it easy. I don't know if I, Lord, I don't even know I could have done that with anybody else. Oh, wow. I mean, now you see people, why I
1: wanted Brittany on the show and why I was like so close to interrupting the book series to have her on, because you think about what she's saying right now and the fact that they're in this year, they moved into a 30,000 square foot um, facility. So, you're right now perhaps starting a new endeavor. You're going in a new direction. You absolutely can do it. And those sacrifices are going to pay off in the end. You just have to stick with it. And I'm, I'm sure you, Brittany, like everyone else, you know, to bring this conversation full circle, has seen that quote that floats around on in Instagram. And it's basically the one that's like everybody you know, wants it, but few are willing to do what it takes. How did you manage to persevere, one? And two, if you could share with us some of the practical daily struggle, sort of the emotional part of it, because I know, like, this podcast is geared towards women, women who are in transition, women who want to change, women who want to do things differently. And I think you could really inspire a lot of people. So how did you persevere and, and sort of Share with us a little bit of the practical daily struggle and the emotional struggle of it all.
0: Um, I really believe that you have to get up every single day, um, and just stay focused. Um, I think as a businesswoman, um, and wives, and mothers, and friends, you know, etc., um, we have so much that's expected of us. But some days it's okay to not be okay, you know? It wasn't always a, a fairy tale in a trailer um, in our warehouse, you know? Um, even today, you know, I still have days where I'm like, man, this is okay, you know, I'm going to take it on. Um, not everything goes according to plan. Um, so I think it's a big thing, too, when you have a win to celebrate big on the wins that you have. Um, and, you know, some days you... I get ahead, and everybody in my family is happy, and they're thriving. And lunches are packed two hours ahead of bedtime, and I'm on my mom game. Like my my employees are happy, you know, my husband's happy. Um, and then there's other days that I forget to pack lunches. I forgot somebody's nutritional morning snack. You know, the new the new thing. Um. And I don't have energy to go on date night with my husband, um, but I show up every single day for myself, um, most importantly for my family, um, my employees, and, and my husband, you know? Uh, and sometimes, you know, you go to bed and you're like, yeah, today was a good day. I was winning. Like, I, you know, I'm such a boss, babe. I got it all together. I got it all figured out. And then other days you're like, I don't know where the hours went. I think everybody ate dinner. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, you know, and you just kind of, you know, you got to brush it off and wake up to a new day and be thankful for that new day. Um, and I think, I think that that's really gets me through, you know? Sure.
1: You know, I've, I've been doing this podcast now for a year and over the course of the last year... I have had so many boss babes on <laughs> on this podcast, and, and an, an interesting theme has emerged, and that is um, screw balance. It really is just another construct that we compare ourselves to, that we, we try to live in, and it's just so hard, and the balance is imbalance. Like, that's just the reality. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I would say that balance, um, I, it's almost like a seesaw in my opinion. I we got to stop calling it balance because their balance is different to everybody. Um, and you know, the seesaw effect, if you will, is some days you're not doing so great, you know, in motherhood, but you're, um, and you know, vice versa, it could go with really anything that um, as a woman. And, um, I just think that you have to be able to be okay with it not always being perfect. Um, there is no such thing as perfect.
1: I love this discussion too. I I really do because, you know, I look at someone like you so candid, you know, living in a trailer, doing what needs to be done, you know, facing adversity and still thriving, Not And surviving? No. Forget that. Thriving. And yet you're still able to come out and say, you know what? Like, I I always say myself, like, some days I'm like, yeah, I am a boss. I am a boss. And then the next day or even the next hour, you can get an email and be like, oh, my God, I'm failing at the game of life. Like, this is not working for me. And I love these candid discussions, Brittany. And I know that I know, like... You're without a doubt inspiring another woman right now and validating another woman's experience.
0: It's so, uh, I'm serious. It's so important. I really, um, you know, you just, you look at your life and you kind of think about, you know, what the future holds and, Um, goals and aspirations and you just think about moment you know really these these are pinnacle moments to be able to reach a crowd of women you know one one woman might be home and have a dream and she just hasn't done anything about it yet um and she might be in her pajamas with toddler food or or whatnot all over her you know and this I think it's important for her to hear that you can do, you can do it. You can do it. Whatever you put your mind to. And you know what? You may start out crafting or doing something that's handmade, but think about the bigger picture, you know, getting things manufactured. I mean, these are things that you can do. You just have to, you have to put your head down and you have to not pay attention to what other people are doing or competitors and you do you, because that's what you're here for. Amen,
1: sister. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. I want to turn our attention now to 2015, okay. because that was quite a year for you and your family. At the beginning of the year, really a high note. You you had a quite an accomplishment. You grew Patriot to the point where you needed a 2,700-square-foot warehouse. Definitely <laughs> a high moment. Definitely an accomplishment. And then in November... You and Steve were involved in a serious car accident with a Greyhound bus. I cannot imagine how that impacted your life. What happened, if you don't mind my asking, like what happened in that car accident? How did it transpire? And how did you manage to keep all of the balls in the air and keep things moving? Business, family, children, all of it.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Our accident was 1,000% life-changing. I'm just super thankful the kids were not in the vehicle um, when it happened, Um, and I basically saw the bus fast approaching us, um, and I prompted Steve that it was approaching us, um, and he turned to look, um, and there was really nothing I could do. I was kind of just in my place, um, and um, you know, from there, I you know felt a pop in my lower back. I felt um, a pain in my shoulder. Um, Steve had immediate neck pain um, because of his positioning in the vehicle when it did happen. Um, and basically, what ended up happening, Steve had to have a major um, neck surgery about a year later. Um, because it was affecting other physical things for himself um, and having really bad pain. Um, I had a broken tailbone um, and a shoulder injury um, from from my seatbelt. Um, So once Steve started really having the physical complications, we knew um, that he was gonna have to have the surgery. Um, And it it progressed pretty quickly after that. And you know, it forever changed his physical capabilities within our company. Um, But right after the surgery happened was a really tough time for us. I really had to step up into survival mode um, because I had the kids to take care of and obviously my husband. Um, And you know, some days were really rough. You know, I got into my vehicle after from the office to going home to making sure he was okay and he was taken care of and in a comfortable place to where I could leave again to check on everybody else and then go pick up the kids from school and then go back home and make dinner and check on him again um, and it you know you really enter in moments like that a fight or flight mentality and, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. It was, it was a really, really stressful, um, time. And then in turn, you know, time later, I ended up having my tailbone removed. Um, I ended up having shoulder surgery as well. And Steve had to kind of step into that spot as well. Um, but you know, I think these hard times are, you know, they're temporary Um, you know, we still have the pains and mornings are rough to get up and, you know, I'm still recovering from my shoulder surgery. Um, but we're here and we're alive, thankfully, and our kids weren't, you know, injured. Um, so it's kind of just, um, exploring what our new normal is Mm -hmm. physically, physically, mentally, um, you know, for my husband as a man to not be able to physically do what he was able to do before, um, you know, he's. Stepped up in other places within our business, um, and you know we just got to keep on trekking.
1: Was there ever a time then, or or since then, or what be even before that, when you thought to yourself, "Okay, this is too much. Maybe we should just stop. Maybe we should get jobs and let the let everything else be someone else's responsibility." Have you ever had that moment? Oh
0: my. Yes. And yes. That exact statement has come out of our mouths. Um, I, I think as a business owner, you do you reach those points where you're like, you know what? This, this is too much. Like, let this be somebody else's problem, like you said. Um, but sometimes when you get in those moments or when I've gotten in those moments, I've had to take a step back from the situation, um, whatever that may be. And just reevaluate why we are doing what we're doing Um, and be grateful for a lot of the things that this life does provide us. You know, um, I am able to leave um, and go be present for my children when it's most important. Um, And, you know, if I had to clock in and clock out with somebody or another company, um, I wouldn't be able to do that, Um, obviously hearing some of my story, you know, that's what I had to do. That's what I would buckle up and do. Um, but you know, we always, uh, joke about it. Um, and say that we'd be the best employees that any other company would have, you know. Oh, um I love it. you probably would be cuz you get I it. Know. Yeah. I'm like how easy. Now, looking back on what we've grown from literally doing um, you know, forms in in Word format and trying to, you know, make them from scratch to, you know, where we are now. Um yeah, I think we'd be pretty Good
1: employees. (laughs) I think so too. I think so too. So I want to talk about, you know, a little bit like we've, we've already discussed balance. We know that that's like a myth, but how do you transition? Like, how do you find time? It's not even the time. How do you find the bandwidth to actually, you know, do the motherhood and the business and the, this and the, that, and then also just taking some time to self-care. Like what is self-care to you? Do you get any of it? How do you define it? How do you fit it in? What does
0: it look like in your life? Um, yes. So I insist on that. Um in the beginning it was really difficult. Um, because it was, you know, it was just us and every moment counted. Um, but I always made sure that, you know, I go and get my nails and my toes done. Um, Even if I just keep it as simple as that, um, for me, I check in with myself when I'm feeling like, wow, I haven't had a lot of time to go hang out with my girlfriends. I haven't had time to go get a massage or anything of that nature. I think to myself, you know what, Brittany, you should be thankful you're able to go and get your nails and toes done. Um, And so even if it's a little glimpse of that, um, I insist on that for myself. Sometimes it looks like I drop the kit off and I go right to the nail salon, and I might be in the pedicure chair answering emails. Um, And that's what it looks like for me right now. Um, It could change down the road. Things low maintenance so that they are maintainable for me. Just myself a hard time about, oh, I haven't done this, or oh, I haven't done that. I keep my maintenance at, you know, every three weeks for my nails. And I know that I'm going to do that for myself because I need to. Um, I also try and take, you know, some time. I communicate with my husband and I say, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to go grab a coffee. And that drive down there, I might have my music all the way up with the kids not in the car, just not even given a care in the world. Um, But I have to... Instead of feeling like I need more, I'm appreciating what I have. Um, I'm appreciating those small moments um, because when you're raising little people, you don't have you. You got to get it where you can, you know. <laughs> I've I've
1: noticed a, a, a over sort of arching theme during this during this podcast and during this discussion, and you use the word grateful a lot. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is this? Something that has evolved and become sort of a a focus in your life? Or is this the way you're naturally wired? Um, Was it a mindset shift for
0: you? Um, You know, don't get me wrong. There's moments where I think it's really easy to get negative and to go down that path. Um, But I also think that there's a lot of negative in this world already. Um, So I think a lot of it is within me. um, And a lot of it, I have to really check myself sometimes. And I have to say, you know what? It could be like this. It could be like that. Um, And I think also going from really absolutely nothing, a laptop and a desk and a dream Um, with Steve has really, you know, the luxuries that I do have or I afford myself, I worked really hard for. Um, And I have to be grateful for that because as quick as it came is as quick as it can go. Um, And I just think that, you know, a lot of us, especially women, it's so easy to just, you know, take that spiral downward. This isn't working out and this isn't good. And my life isn't this. And we're, you know, maybe constantly comparing to other people's lives that you really have to be grateful for what, what you have. Cause your, your life isn't, my life isn't the next person's life. It's really important that we, um, you know, that we are grateful. I love that. And there's
1: always something like we can find something like we can oh. find something to be grateful for. I want to talk about the business a little bit. Because I'm kind of fascinated by it. I spent over a decade in the TV retail space, so I had the opportunity to work behind the scenes and on the front line with so many international brands, and it was exciting. Mm -hmm. So what's it like running a business that gets to work trade shows with all of these interesting brands? And, like, when I look at something like Zoya, I'm like, ooh,
0: girl – that's nice when you got some
1: samples
0: the nicest the nicest family you will ever meet i absolutely love them um it is i love it i absolutely love it um it's you know if only people really knew what happened before a show actually started um it's chaos. You know, we joke in our office and we call ourselves chaos coordinators because that's really. I love it. Chaos coordinators. Brilliant. Brilliant. I know. Um, because that's really what we are. You know, um, one minute, everything could be going, you know, great. And then a forklift run over somebody's graphics or could back into something. I mean, there's just so many things that people aren't aware of that happens um, when they get when they go to a trade show. Um, And it's just, you know, it's worth it, though, when you receive a thank you email, um, have somebody extend your business beyond you and say you have to use them. They're, They're the best. Um, and so all of those crazy moments combined, um, really makes you look back and you're like, it was worth it. You know, it was all worth it. May have been crazy, may have wanted to cry a few times, right? Um, but you know, you get through it and really the companies that we work with, um, they're like family because you're really, um, you know, we're a extension of them. Um, right. and so it's, you know, you're really working together to pull this off. Um, and so, yeah, I just love it. I think sometimes I'm absolutely crazy for, for loving it, but, um, it's never a dull moment.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, I, I, I think of your company as the American dream. I really do. And then I think to myself, wow. And it's named Patriot. I love that. Yes.
0: Yeah, my husband um, is a former service member um, in the U.S. Marine Corps, um, and he, uh, you know, served our country, and um, it's really something that is just great within him. Sure. Um, and, you know, being his girlfriend and then his wife, I mean, you just can't help but be really proud of um, the things that he's accomplished. And serving our country, his whole entire family, Um, His brothers and grandfather uh, and extended family have all um, served in the military, so runs deep in the Sanchez family wow
1: wow well I am a naturalized U.S. citizen very proud naturalized U.S. citizen so extend my gratitude to your husband please I will I mean that. Thank be you.
0: Listening at one point
1: that's right that's right thank you Steve thank you Steve. so so what's next for for Patriot I mean you guys have grown so much what's next
0: man I you know at this point um we are really just moving into um, expanding within the company some things as far as doing um, graphics um, and things of that nature. Um, we're moving into um, several other cities. Um, and um, we're just trying to really take take the bull by the horns and, uh, you know, We've started around the office talking about the Patriot way. Um, I and- like that. I, yeah. that.
1: I love that. I love um, that.
0: I just think that we want to extend the customer service that, you know, should be within our industry. Um, a few years back, Steve and I talked about we want to change the game, make everybody else step their game up. And uh, you know that's the only way that we can do it. So something
1: tells me that you all will will make that happen. I don't know, I just off it.
0: the top of my
1: head, something's
0: <laughs> telling I me mean, you just you might, might do it. be right on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brittany, do you
1: do you and Steve make sort of five year goals and ten year goals for Patriot, and and do you? Give that same consideration to yourself as, as a woman, like give give me a little bit of insight on how you have grown this to now and how you keep it growing. Like, do you do five and
0: 10 years? I can't even take credit for the goals. Um, the visionary is really Steve um, I am more the in the now. Let's perfect this, let's, you know, maintain this and make sure that everybody's happy and, and even playing ground. Um, and so I can't I can't even take credit for the goals. I really can't. It's all it really is um Steve. He puts it out there um and he makes it happen. Um, and I'm the co-pilot on that, you know. He puts things out there and suggests them and I uh I execute them um, to the best of my abilities. Um, and you know, I'm just been long for the ride. <laughs> and and what
1: about as a woman, like personally, do do you do vision boards for yourself? Do you, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I admire you so much and, and you have so much grit that you've been able to go from literally eight months pregnant, living in a trailer to, you know, even something as tragic as the, as the, um, accident and yet you have the biggest smile. I mean, you don't have to be on camera to see a smile. I believe you can actually hear one. And, yeah. it, you know, I'm looking at Brittany because we're over Skype and she's the hugest, like just the biggest smile on her face all the time. So do you do this for yourself? Like, I'm, I want to get sort of behind the,
0: the curtain, if I can, to, to Brittany. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that stuff for myself. I feel like right now, I'm not in the season where that is obtainable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, let myself down if those things don't happen right away. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of an in the now, in the now person. Um, for me, my personal goals in the near future is um, starting to travel with my family. Um, believe it or not, Steve and I have only taken—I would say maybe—vacation. How
1: many? Sorry, sorry. The, the 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 uh, internet cut out. So how many one.
0: vacations? What one? one. Oh <laughs> no. no. Let, let me back up just a little bit. We have taken um, little getaways to visit family, or you know, go to California. Um, most of it's usually kid involved. So Steve and I have not in eight, eight or nine years, maybe closer to 10 have not taken, um, an actual like week span of vacation. Um, so I think, that's my. That's more on my side. Of the goal is to take those more of those getaways and enjoy of what we're building. Um, and I think that's why I haven't been able to really crack open what's next for um, Brittany. I'm also personally working on the event side of Patriot, I and mean, that's kind of my um, little baby. So I just keep putting more on the plate, you know. <laughs> I hear you. I I hear you.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, I, you know, it's, and, and, and I want to turn our attention because, again, I think you're just, you've been so successful and you've done it, I think, the good old fashioned way. I call it the long road, hard road, right road. That's what I call it. And I think the right road should be emphasized.
0: Yeah, we've never, um, Steve and I, there's been, you know, in this industry, it's very competitive. Um, People can jump from, you know, company to company. Um, And Steve and I really pride ourselves on our core values, um, integrity, loyalty, and commitment. Um, And we have never, ever taken um, a client from somebody um, or pursued them. Um, It's just not. In our nature, um, if things have come about naturally, then they've come about naturally. Um, but there's a lot of business to get out there, and you know, our intention is to not do um, what we call dirty business.
1: Oh, girl, but let me tell you what: there's enough for everybody. Okay, right. I'm so I cannot. I, I mean, we're adults. We've all right. dealt with really honorable people, and we've dealt with people who've been, you know, underhanded. And the whole, and I just always think like, girl bah like why do you even have to move in the world that way it's so not necessary there is enough for everybody and if you don't think there is wow we have bigger issues to deal with
0: business with good people you know you can't have um the foundation that we do um by being you know by being nasty by being hateful and negative you know You you just can't um So, yeah, I'm
1: not about it. No, 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 no. Okay, I want to turn to advice. So this is going to be Brittany's advice column, okay? Okay. You see Mm -hmm. her face. She just went, okay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) top five things that you would tell a budding female entrepreneur.
0: Oh, this is going to be, okay. I would say each day or each late night that you're working just know that you're working one step closer towards your dream, your goal, um, or whatever it is that you're working on. Um, do not, I repeat, do not take no for an answer. Um, if you get told no, you reword it and put it back out there. Um, don't give up on your goal or dream. Um, when it gets tough, you know, life is tough. So choose, choose your tough, which one you want to go with, you know, um, keep focused, keep your head down. And I can't stress this enough. Um, don't pay attention to what's going on around you with competitors or, you know, somebody, you know, that is doing what you do. Don't pay attention to what they're doing. You do you stay in your own lane. I love that. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but I really love that. Um, and enjoy the bumps in the road. Can't stress it enough. Um, there's so many times that you're in a difficult situation and you're so stressed out, and maybe you're you want to cry, or maybe you've already cried. Um, just know that over that bump is a, it's a memory. You know, I look back at some situations and I'm like, I got through that, and that makes me pretty darn strong Um, and uh, you know they're going to get you where you need to go those bumps lead you on your journey where you're going they sure do Um, good girl mafia I call it
1: an encouragement empowerment Mm -hmm. and entertainment company for women and if you personally had to give words of encouragement to a woman maybe she is about to give up or maybe she's afraid to start Okay. Or maybe she is sort of at that crossroad where it's kind of like tried, tested and true is on one side, taking the adventure and taking the risk is on the other side. What would your words of encouragement to a woman be?
0: Um, first and foremost, I think that all women need to hear this is that you are enough. Um, it's so important that we really celebrate that. Um, and you're the person that you're meant to be embrace it and don't give up on yourself you know don't do not give up on yourself um it'll be hard but you got this
1: yeah you do and and that's the crazy thing is you uh, like i always say to people okay think back to a time in your life where it was really really tough right you got through it like you, right. you in the end it all you never are left with nothing you always end up in a better place and and so the good news is is every time you quote unquote start over I don't think you're starting over because 2.0 you have all that knowledge you already know you can
0: survive Yeah, and suck it up you know sometimes we need to stop Ah. you know sometimes you just gotta suck it up and move on you know and you'll be fine
1: yeah you and me drinks okay (laughs) You and me, drinks. We're going to hang out. I, uh, Brittany, you're you're amazing. Okay. So empowerment. It's one of the things that it's like I'm on this quest to define it. Uh And I don't even know that it's really definable because I think it's different for everyone. So what does empowerment mean to you? And if you had to share words of empowerment to women, what would they be?
0: I feel like I can't... I feel like I agree with you. I don't know that I can define empowerment because I feel like empowerment is the movement in which you're in. Um, I just think that women as a whole need to strive um, to be strong and better than the next day um, and make other women want to be better. And that, I think, is empowering in itself. Um, There you know there's a new saying out there that um you know love is growing as a person to where people have to get to know you again um and because if you aren't growing as a woman then what are you doing you know it it could be you could be staying at home with your child you know um if you're not doing something for yourself or doing something you know for a friend that maybe's on Business adventure and empowering her and giving her maybe the work that she needs for that day and doesn't even know it. Um, then what are we doing? You know, um, I think it's just a big, a big thing. You really have to grow and level up, if you will, yourself, um, so that other women around you want to do the same,
1: yeah. I, I agree. And, and I, I love what you say because the tagline for Good Girl Mafia is it takes a badass to be a good girl and don't forget about other girls.
0: Yeah, you can't, you really can't. And, you know, I, you know, I do love, um, you know, the fact that Steve really encourages me on my side of the business. Um, and I know that a lot of other women out there have great men, Mm -hmm. um, behind them and I think that that's super important to celebrate too um because you know we got sometimes you know you go home at the end of the night and you wash your makeup off and that's the person that's sleeping like next to you you know your partner or, or whomever um and it's really important to celebrate those people that really kind of lift you up in some of your weakest moments
1: yeah I think that's a beautiful thing I think you're a beautiful person I really do <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love your story. I admire your ability to. I call it eat dirt. Right. Right. I call it. I call it the season of eating dirt. Like if you're not willing to eat some dirt for yes. a season, it's never gonna happen. It's not. Ne- you. You just. It. It's part of growth. And I admire your ability to eat it, but also your willingness to eat that dirt and to really make things happen. And I think you're so inspiring. And I am honored that we're the very first to tell your story. I have so enjoyed having you on the show. And I would love to have you back again, whether it's on a panel or a group discussion, because I think you're just, yeah, you're amazing. And thank you very much for your patience, because I really wanted to just interrupt the whole book series after speaking to Brittany the first time and bring her out here. Brittany, Thank you so very much. I know you've got four children, a husband, and a big business that you have to go run. And believe it or not, it's been almost an hour. So well,
0: thank you so much.
1: We're going to wrap this one up. Brittany, thank you very much. And you just go keep conquering. Go forth. Keep doing you because you're pretty amazing. Thank you. Thanks, Brittany. You have a great day. We'll, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Right. Okay, <laughs> don't. Bye. Bye. See, I, I really knew... You, I, I just really felt strongly about having Brittany on the podcast, and I think you can probably see why. You know, as women, I mean, she gave so many great nuggets, but the bottom line is it does take a badass to be a good girl. And at Good Girl Mafia, the the good girl and the mafia, those two concepts to the outside world looks like an oxymoron. They look like two opposites, but as women... We know that we have to live with both of them inside of us if we're going to get up and if we're going to go and if we're going to do. How do I define good girl? The definition of a good girl is you being the most authentic, real, raw, honest version of yourself. And I will tell you from my personal firsthand experience, that is oftentimes Harder than sticking to the status quo because so many times, and I'm speaking from experience, you get into that go along to get along kind of mentality, and it just makes life a whole lot easier. And the bomb that you'd have to let off in your life to actually go in a different direction just seems too daunting, it seems like it's too much, but you can do it. That's why I loved having Brittany on the show today, and I I hope you've enjoyed. Um, this podcast. If you have any questions for me or Brittany, please by all means DM me. I will get them over to Brittany if they're for her, um, and I'll I'll get a response for you. She's she's pretty extraordinary. So thank you for listening to the Good Girl Mafia's Monday Moment in Five podcast. I'm your host Diana Perkovic. We've got another really interesting podcast coming your way. Um, I and this gal is actually going to become a contributor to the Good Girl Mafia website. So it's going to be a truly interesting podcast. So I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, girls, you know, be willing to eat a little bit of that dirt for a minute. It will really transform your life. Have a fabulous week, everyone. See you back here next week for the Good Girl Mafia podcast.